sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Ready or not, here Lent comes. Folks, uh, Ash Wednesday is just a couple few days away, and if you're anything like me, uh, you probably haven't thought about it much at all. So what we're going to talk about today on Ignition is how can I, even in these last few days, prepare for Lent? Why should I prepare for Lent? How can I prepare for Lent, and what difference does it make? That's what we're going to be talking about today on the show. Welcome to Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into today's topic, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email, and the address is Rob, I mean, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Uh, I'm joined in the studio by my guest today, Robin Bruggeman. Almost, did you think I was going to give out your personal email address there? I wasn't too worried about it. But you weren't worried about it? Yeah. Okay. okay. So, Robin, <laughs> would you... Uh, I can't, we, we were preparing last week talking about this, and I alluded to when you've been on the show before, and I've, mm-hmm. I've never been on Ignition before, but yes, you have. <laughs> it feels and like it, but I haven't. You never have. I was no. sure you had been, but- It's because you've invited me. Okay. You've graciously yeah, invited graciously, me, and I have yes, graciously, graciously declined, declined <laughs> until now. <laughs> until now. So because this is your first time on the show, would you want to just take a couple minutes to introduce yourself to our listeners and viewers? Yeah. So I am Robin Bruggeman. I am married to Spike, and we've been married for 28 years. 28 years. 28 years. <clears throat> awesome years. And we live on a farm right on the South Dakota-Iowa border. He farms and has an auto repair shop. We have seven great kiddos. Our youngest is eight. Our oldest is 24. Um, let's see. So seven kiddos. I have one grandbaby. Mm-hmm. I have one son-in-law. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And you I, have a... <laughs> no. What do we, uh, to be son-in-law, to be daughter? You have two yes. engaged kids. Yeah, I have two engaged kiddos too. So I have kind of an interesting span of ages of kiddos because I have, you know, eight-year-olds, right. middles, you know, junior high, high school, college, and adult kids. So and your granddaughter's hold. Year and a half. So you've got an eight-year-old yeah. child and a yeah, and a, Yeah, yeah, which is so fun because yeah. it's, it's so fun watching my little fellows be an uncle. It's just the sweetest right. thing ever. So. So yeah, that's our life. I'm a convert to the Catholic faith. I converted, oh, I don't know, maybe 25 years ago or so, and I'm still that's learning. That's right. It was after you got married. We, that's yeah, Yes, that's I was right. married for a few years and not a likely person to convert. <laughs> and I know you're still waiting for my full conversion story. <laughs> One day. Someday I'll give that to you'll you. You'll graciously accept. Yes, yes. But um, I am happily Catholic now, and it's been the best decision, along with marrying Spike. <laughs> It's been the best decision ever. And I love our faith. I love getting to know it. I love getting to celebrate it. And yeah. And one of the, as you and I, our, our listeners, viewers wouldn't know, but um, <clears throat> one of the things that you and I talk about a lot and something that you're really passionate <laughs> about is living out in a family context. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you talked about your family for that reason. Um, in addition to, because they're just a great family. Yeah, but they're pretty cool. But also <laughs> uh, because... Uh, you you love the connection between our faith, especially the liturgical expression mm-hmm. of our faith, the liturgical life of the church, yes. uh, and what that looks like in a home family setting context. Yes, yes. Um, so we're going to talk about preparing for Lent, uh, but I'm just curious, 
why why is this such a compelling thing to not not Lent, but the of of how we can bring liturgical life of the church? You know, I jo- we jokingly call it you know living lit, yes. which means something else these days entirely. Yeah. For and did when when you and I were you <clears throat> well, know that's probably growing true, up too. too. But um, yeah, my my family has coined it "living lit." That's kind of my deal. I should have like a little R at the end with a you circle, should, right? Right, right. Because yeah. I'm sure nobody ever that. said that before yeah. at all. Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> patent it with my living lit way. Right? <laughs> right. Just living lit is having a good time. Yes. A good, um, healthy, good time. <laughs> healthy, good time. So, so, so why is <clears throat> why is living liturgically such a passion for Robin Bruggeman? You know, I was thinking about that on the way home or on the way here because I thought you might ask me that. I don't know. I. I think it's because I knew nothing about the Catholic church before becoming Catholic. Mm-hmm. What I did know was not right. Mm. I was misinformed. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and so I think it's by getting to learn more about our faith um, and the church year itself. I just am so intrigued by that. And I learned so much, you know, from the different feast days, especially from different saints that have gone before us. And, you know, lived great lives of our faith, even in the history aspect of it. And I don't know. And it's just there's something that comes so alive when you're living the church life in the home. And I don't know. I just I just love it. It just really it's an extension of church to home. Right. You know, so you I I know the the um, there's a, a, a fun Latin phrase um, the Domus Ecclesiae. Do you know what Domus Ecclesiae means, Robin Bruggeman? Is that domestic church? Ding, 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 ding. ding. See, I, need, Bill, I need the buzzer, the Bill. Uh, yeah, <laughs> dom- domestic, domestic yeah. church. So, yes. the, of course, the church is not, ju- it's not primarily the building where we go to right. celebrate mass and so on. Yep. The church is primarily the family of God, mm-hmm. uh, the community mm-hmm. of disciples of his son, Jesus Christ, the temple of the Holy Spirit. So mm-hmm. yeah, we see it alive uh, at mass in yeah. the church building, but we can also see it alive around the kitchen table exactly. or the the, yeah. the bedside before at, at nighttime mm-hmm. or the living room at night yeah. for family prayers, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it just changes the whole focus, I think, away from um, living in the world but not becoming of it. Of I think, it, yeah. you know, when yeah. we are focused more on what's going on in the church <clears throat> today or this week or this season, it just draws us back to Christ more because really living liturgical is, it always leads back to Christ. Yep. Always leads back yep. to Christ in the church. So yep. it's just a great, Amen. it's like a dance. Yeah. It's kind of going back and forth yeah. and just keeping it going when yep. you're at mass and you're at home. Who, who's leading mass. Robin? Who's leading at in our home? The groom leads, and that's Jesus. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Okay, you almost got me there. That's yes, <laughs> Jesus always, yeah, everything back to Jesus. Always, always, always. Always back and to Jesus. liturgical living, that's what it's all about. So yeah. what are some things, so we're not talking about Lent yet, so okay. just an example or two of how the Bruggeman family has lived liturgically, some of the fun <laughs> things that you guys have done. Okay. Last Outside of Lent, because okay, I, yeah. well, I don't want to talk about the Triduum thing. Right, yeah. Okay, okay, so here's the fresh one, right? So yesterday was St. Polycarp. Yeah. Okay. So the natural thing would be to have fish, right? Sure. Right? Okay, so you don't think that? You don't think what? carp? I- oh. <laughs> oh my gosh, I got you, Bergwald. I love it. Okay. Okay, Did but you have here's- many carp? Because no. <laughs> here's what, okay, this is how funny we are. Okay, so Spike is the punniest of all, right? So he <laughs> he plays the liturgical living game with me. It just, you know, it's so great. So I was barely home yesterday or last night. 
But I'm like, okay, it's Polycarp. We're going to do fish for supper and just talk quick. Who is Polycarp? Whatever. We're just going to celebrate him today or honor him, right? On one of my trips into Sioux Falls <laughs> yesterday, stopped by Aldi, grabbed fish sticks, and said to the, the kid I had with me, okay, it's St. Polycarp Day. I'm not even home. I'm going to drop you off, come back into town, whatever, but you guys are going to have fish sticks, and this is why. So we got home fairly late, and one of the girls started the fish sticks, and then Spike came through, and he knew we were going to have fish. But he's like, fish sticks? And I'm like, yeah, remember? I'm like yelling from the bedroom. I'm like, remember? It's St. Polycarp Day. And he's like, oh, that's right, plastic fish. And I'm like, <laughs> what? He goes, poly means plastic, carp fish, and we're having like fish sticks. You know, like fish sticks are fine and great, but sometimes they're just right. plasticky. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my gosh, this is hilarious. We are having plastic fish. Polycarp. For polycarp. So that's what we did yesterday. Nice. Okay. That's, yeah. fr- that's, that's good. Fre- not very fresh, actually, because. Yesterday? What? Poly. The carp. Never, it was frozen. It wasn't fresh. Oh, true. Yeah. True. One Plastic more example fresh. outside of Lent. Brugman's oh, living liturgically. Oh, I mean, we do it all the time. I'm well, I'm wearing oh, green way, today. Way, way to brag. I'm yeah. at ordinary time. I'm wearing green. No, you know, we no. don't do it perfectly. I'm not bragging. We no. do not live liturgically perfectly. Um, but I would say the most can the. Do you do anything continue. for Pentecost? Well, of course we wear red to church and have red. I usually make some sort of, um, I red usually take cake. You could totally do that. I usually take fruit roll-ups and the kids help me cut them in flames and we put them on a cupcake. But yeah, we do. Do you really? Yeah. Okay. But red velvet, anything red, anything red, but wear red to mass. Um, but <clears throat> living liturgically, really, I think the the one of the most important things we can do to live liturgically, and anybody can do this, single, married, young, old, is to read the daily readings if you're not going to mass. And that's something Spike and I do every single day together. We start our morning with the daily readings, the so mass readings. You know what? I'm going to have you back. Um Sometime to because I just realized we're not going to take a lot of time to talk about what it what does it I sort of said all right liturgically living liturgically means this integration between the liturgical life of the church and our family life mm-hmm. but what does that look like so that's a great example mm-hmm. of the readings of the day but I know there's a yeah. lot more that we could yeah. say about there's so that. many things you, that you don't have to have a family <clears throat> at home or living within the family right you know right so, so what we yeah. we're not going to do now unless you unless you have an easy answer to this. Then, then we can just briefly touch on that. But, well, I could just take the Bible and a lot of people, you know, Bible in the ear with Father Mike Schmitz mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. people do go, and that's not quite cover to cover, almost, but right, not quite. Yeah. Other people do cover to cover, but you're proposing actually to do the mass readings every day. Yeah. So we could talk about maybe yeah. another time yes. why we would do it that way. Yeah. Okay. So we get the whole Bible within. Uh, actually. Not quite. Not, not quite. quite. Not the whole, but most of it within. Of it. The three-year cycle. Yes, we do. Uh, and especially if you're doing daily readings, two-year Yes, cycles. yeah, daily readings. More Absolutely. next time. Yes, to be but, continued. But today, yeah. Lent's coming really, really quickly. So yes. we're recording the Thursday before. Yep. Folks, you're hearing this two, three days before. Mm-hmm. Um, Thankfully. And oftentimes, what? <laughs> Thankfully, right? Right, right. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, oftentimes it has happened to me. I mean, not as much lately. I mean, the, the day job sort of helps me remember Lent's mm-hmm, coming, but mm-hmm. there have definitely been times in my life where all of a sudden, even, even working for the church, Ash Wednesday arrives and I'm like, it Oh my gosh, sneak like, up. what am I, what am I yeah, And usually it's yeah. around giving up, right? What's yeah. the penance that yeah. I'm, or, or what mortifications am I going to take on? Yeah. Um, so it can sneak up on us. Have you seen, okay, there's this meme. I have to tell you this meme, whether you were both seen it. It's a, a mirror, like your side mirror in your car. And yep. you know how on the bottom it says yes. objects in mirror are closer than they appear? Yeah. And then the picture on that, it says Lent. 
Nice. Lent is but totally, yeah, it's there have total been many times where I was like, boom. Now. It's like, it's closer it's than we thought. It's tomorrow. What am I doing? Yeah. And I've thought yeah. about it maybe a little bit, but I haven't actually decided. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes I'm into Lent. I'm like, I still, I mean, yeah. It just comes so fast. I think we think about it when, like, pre prematurely. You're like, wait yeah. before Lent yes. starts. You'll be like, oh, when Lent starts, I'm totally yeah. going to do XYZ. Absolutely. And you're like, I almost wish Lent was next week because this is what I would do. And then it comes and it's like, oh, shoot, I was totally going to prepare a little bit better. Right. For right. what I was going to do. Right. So. so how do we prepare for Lent? What should, for, so if folks are like <clears throat> you and I have been in the past and it's Sunday, Monday, uh, leading up to Ash Wednesday, or maybe they're mm-hmm. listening to this on the podcast and actually it's already come and gone, but they haven't thought mm-hmm. of, so whether we're, it's right before or maybe early on into Lent and I have not thought about it at all, what mm-hmm. should I do to prepare or to sort of actually get into the mode? Mm-hmm. I think... That the best thing, regardless of if you have taken the time, like you're hearing this and you still have a couple days or a day before Ash Wednesday, or like you say, maybe it's we're already into Lent. Either way, the best thing you can do is to just, I think personally, just stop and ask God, what do you want from me this Lent? You know, because I think we can all get caught up in the, like, I know what I'm going to do for Lent Mm. this year. Like, I know what I'm going to give up. I know what I'm going to take on. But how often do we, and maybe everybody does this but me, but I can tend to forget to stop and say, okay, God, what do you think I should give up? What do you think I should take on? Like, what ways do you want me to grow closer to you? And so I, regardless of, I mean, it's definitely, I think, a little bit better if we do that a little bit before Lent starts, but not to beat yourself up if you haven't. Don't Don't worry. You know, because, you know, God knows right where you're at. He loves you where you're at and he accepts where you're at. So wherever you're at to just stop and be like, okay, God, what do you want from me this Lent? What can I do to love you more? So I don't know. That's kind of what I come down to. And I don't, I don't yet have my own answers for that. I'm still praying on that. But yeah, even if Lent has started. And, and I, I think too, to keep that at the front of our mind, you know, right. we can start Lent and think that I'm going to do X, Y, and Z this Lent. And maybe that works great for all of Lent. But maybe it isn't a good fit. Mm. Kind of like the year I tried to give up pop years ago and my family had to be like, not only is that hell for you, it's hell for all of us. It's time to <laughs> it's time to start drinking pop again. You know, or you need to reevaluate. Or maybe you've gotten into Lent and you've fallen and don't give up. Just just then just go back and be like, hey, God, what do you want from me? Right. How can I love you more? Because to me, that's what I'm trying to make Lent more of and is more of a, I heard recently it's a Lent of love. So having it be centered around, you know, how can I love you more, God? What do you want me to do? What do you, what's in the way between us that I need to purge out or give up for Lent? And, you know, what, what can I add to my life to bring me closer to you? And who do you want me to bless this Lent in Mm. almsgiving? So I think if we can just reroute it back. Um, wherever we're at. I don't know. That's, That's my it. thought. So I wanted to, mm-hmm. um, we're going to explore a few of those things. So for instance, I know some people are listening and they hear your proposal of asking God and okay, that makes sense. But some people are going to be like, okay, but yeah, I, I hear people say that, but how, how do you do that? Because God doesn't mm-hmm. talk to me. Like I don't Good hear point. voices. <clears throat> so I'm talk about that. Um, I really love what you're just saying there about, um, 
it, it's it's giving something up, but then it's also sort of filling the mm-hmm. the space, whether that's time or some sort of space in our lives that creates. So how we fill that space, mm-hmm. um, not only in relationship with God, but with neighbor as well. So mm-hmm. those are some of the things that I want to explore. But folks, if you're just tuning in, you are listening to Ignition. Welcome to the show. Talking today with Robin Brugman about preparing for Lent. Even if you're watching or listening uh, and it's into Lent, um, this is just having a great conversation about how we can enter into um, the season of Lent. So uh, Robin, with that first question, um, how, when you say, uh, well, maybe ask, actually, so you said, let's ask God, uh, what you want us to do. So I do want to know what, okay, how do you do exactly do it? But say more about why. Well, well, but I, I've got really good ideas about what I should do for, I mean, this sounds like really bad, but mm-hmm. why do you emphasize asking God when I've got some good ideas? Even me putting it that way sounds silly, but. I think it's, um, and I just heard this. That Lent should Lent is really supposed to be about. And correct me if I'm not. I'm not doctor. I'm not the doctor. You are. So correct me if I'm wrong. But um, it's really to pay more attention to God than ourselves, mm-hmm. right? So, and so hard to do. I mean, none of us are perfect. That right. is a hard, hard thing to do. Even when we don't set out to think of ourselves, it just there's just so many things we do that really that's what it comes down yep. to. What we're com- what's why are we, what makes us comfortable? Yep. What are we comfortable with? What do yep. I need? What do I want? So I think it's a shifting of, um, not self. Instead of, yeah. yeah. The, the universe does not revolve around yeah. me. But even as adults, yeah. as mature adults, uh, we can often fall into that. Yeah. So for us to turn yeah. to the Lord, what do you, because the other thing too, he knows What's best for us? He does. Like, I might have a he good does. idea, but you know what? God's got the best idea. Yeah. And, and be, mm-hmm. hopefully they align. Mm-hmm. And my idea is actually his idea first, yep. Uh, yep. But, but to turn to him. Yeah. Okay. So, and then, then practically, concretely, what does it look like when you talk about asking, <clears throat> excuse me, asking God, what should I do for Lent this year? Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm not an expert. <laughs> I'm still trying. You're I'm a still learning. Though. I'm practicing. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think it's, well, for starters, praying about it It, and just having that conversation with God, just approaching it that way, maybe like, you know, like the, okay, Lord, can you show me what you want me to give up or what you want me to add in or show me how you want me to get closer to you this Lent. And I think that something, you know, when you're just in that relationship with the Lord, um, all it takes, I think, is just sitting back and waiting for him to show you. And so it's going to take a little bit of, intentionality to try and be open. We have to be open to what he will show you. And I think you just have that piece or I think you just kind of know like if it's this or that. Um, I don't know. I'm still learning, but I feel more of a piece. And um, um, yeah, just what can I do, Lord, to get to to know you better, to see you better, to love you more? Amen. And you don't need lots of resources. That's the other thing is <laughs> I've made the mistake over, not that it's a mistake, you know, because each of us are called to our own journey during Lent. Um, but there have been years where I've used a lot of resources, and that's yeah. probably what I needed yeah. that Lent. Yeah. This Lent, I'm kind of like a, you know what I think I have? I mean, I've got a ton of books. I have a ton of resources, but I'm feeling to go simple. Like, it doesn't, we don't need a lot of stuff to get closer to the Lord. Amen. Not that you some people may, and like I said, there's seasons in my life where I yep. have, and those they're great. We have so many great resources available, 
but that all of our lengths will look different. So this year I'm feeling like going simple. Simpler. Um, I do think when the the idea of Lord, what do you want me to do? And then, okay, what am I, I, I'm not going to hear voices. I'm not going to see visions. (laughs) There is the reality that um, there sort of a a spiritual hearing or Mm -hmm. spiritual seeing Mm -hmm. just as we can literally physically see, hear, smell, taste, touch things. Our physical senses, there's there's an analog with our, our spirit as well, mm-hmm. the sort of spiritual senses. Yeah. And it does take time to learn how to hear mm-hmm. spiritually. So mm-hmm. I know for me, very, like just praying in general, let alone this sort of thing, Lord, what do you want me to give up? Uh, it, it it does take practice. Mm-hmm. It does, mm-hmm. and it's going to take time. And the Lord, yeah. be, be patient with yourself. <laughs> the Lord is very mm-hmm. patient with us. Be patient with yourself, though. Uh, but ask, I think also just to be mm-hmm. honest, that's another thing. Okay, Lord, I don't really know. Yeah, yeah. This... Tell him, tell him, I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to do and I don't know how to hear yeah. you. I don't know how am I supposed yeah. to know it's you telling yep. me. Yep. Tell him that. Father Scott Trainer, uh, my boss, Vicar for Lay and Clergy Formation, talks a lot about how what he heard, the way it was explained to him by somebody when he was first really learning how to actually re- pray in a relational way when he was in college. Um, was talk to God as if you were a trusted friend yeah. or talk to God the way you would talk mm-hmm. to a trust. So if you're talking to somebody and it's a little bit awkward or you just say it, you're just like, yeah. you know, I don't really Splurt know out. how to do say this. And, yeah. 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 So, yeah. okay. So that's how you can do it. But in terms of what you're doing, I loved sort of how it wasn't just giving something up period for its own sake. Mm-hmm. It's also, and this kind of goes back to what you were saying about, um, why we would ask God to begin with? It's about recentering our mm-hmm. lives mm-hmm. on the Lord. So yeah. I give something else. I give something else. So the reason that I give things up, the reason I practice uh, fasting, maybe, is because it helps me order my my life, my desires, my quote unquote appetites, mm-hmm. uh, my wants, to order them more properly. By yes. like, who's in charge here? My desires yeah. or me? Like my, yeah. my, my mind, my will, um, and giving something, but, but it's not just about giving things up. It's, mm-hmm. it's about creating that space so I can grow in relationship with God. Talk yeah. more about that. Well, that just reminded me of something else I heard lately about Lent that I just found so amazing. And that Lent, and I'll be curious to hear your thoughts on this, that Lent should build upon each other or mm. build into our spiritual life. And that is was just such a cool thing to hear because it made me think of how, you know, okay, we can give up, you know, pop, coffee, whatever, candy, chocolate, all of the, if that's what you're called to, that's great. And I look back on the lens that let's say I've done that. Let's just say that the only thing I've done is decided I'm not going to have candy or eat between, you know, sweets, whatever. You get to Easter and if you've made it all of Lent successfully, you're like, yes, maybe you've made it halfway and you're like, Oh, okay, I made it. It wasn't exactly what I thought. But either way, you're like, yes, I get to eat whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so, or whatever, yeah. you get to indulge in whatever yeah. you gave up. Yep. And then that goes on through Easter season when you're feasting on whatever you maybe gave up, if you gave up something consumable. But if we give up, let's say, um, a bad um, habit or something sinful, that we tend to fall into, if we give that up and or take something on, we've just, we're like building this 
spiritual life foundation that we can keep building on. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, that is so beautiful because then we get to Easter and we're still like, oh my goodness, this is great. You know, I gave up whatever. I feel so much better. Mm-hmm. And I've added this new foundationer um, deep in my relationship with Christ that I'm at a, you know, a better place than I was. Right. And I don't have to stop that, right. doing that stuff. And I can keep building right. on. And if I can keep doing that, then when the next Lent rose, rolls around, I can go a little bit deeper. So I just heard that lately. And that was so beautiful. So beautiful. It just gives you a different lens to look at Lent. So through, how does I think. it see? So how, what is it? Yeah, the, talk about the different lens, like as opposed to what? As so a, like I, I'm just looking at like how I maybe practiced Lent before, and not that it was bad or wrong. Yep. And I'm not saying that. Yep. You know, I think we're all different. Things will speak to each of us to where we will go. Oh my goodness. And okay, so that is how I felt the Lord talking to me mm. when I was like, Lord, what do you want to me of me? And it was hearing that. It was hearing a talk that someone gave on that that I listened to a couple nights ago and just went, wow. Right. Okay, I don't need to maybe give up this certain food or something. I mean, that's all fine and whatever. But for me, I felt God saying, okay, I need you to just deepen your relationship with me. And maybe let's just focus on some, like maybe some root sins or different bad habits I have that I would be better losing for the long haul, right? Giving it up for—I mean, not—I'm not perfect, but trying <clears throat> and just building. So that was just the way that I personally felt like yep. God stepped in and went, and then just planted those seeds. So yep. it's not like you're like God is saying, "Robin, do this" or whatever. It was just the, oh wow, that is beautiful and powerful. That's what I want. Because That's what I want my Lent to look like. So what the growth that we experience—the growth that we experience during Lent. So ideally, of course, we're going to grow. Mm-hmm. We don't want to undo that right? as soon as Lent is over. Yeah. So yeah. now that doesn't mean that you necessarily continue. It could be like scaffolding, right? So you put the scaffolding mm-hmm. up to get a certain point. Well, then you can take the scaffolding or, or it could mm-hmm. be like training wheels. You oh, use them. Uh, you mm-hmm. use them for time and then, okay, I don't need them anymore. Yeah. So maybe the thing that I give up or do differently for Lent um, I, I don't have to continue doing that, doing that once Easter comes, but there should still mm-hmm. be the mentality that I'm doing this to draw closer. So this is, yeah, I'm doing this to draw closer to the Lord. And when Lent's over, I don't want to go back to where I was before. Right. I want right. to continue to draw even closer. I want to yeah. build on yeah. your idea. Yeah. I want to build on what I've experienced this Lent and, and, and continue to draw closer to him, to go higher, to build higher, mm-hmm. even though, even if maybe the specific practices that I do will shift. Mm-hmm. Is that, exactly. Would that be a yeah. fair? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And you can do that <clears throat> by simply giving up what, something, Yep. you know, yep. like whatever it is you are going to give up. I think it's how you're using that, um, what you're getting from what you're giving up. Yes. If you're using that and channeling it the proper way, you'll have the same outcome. Yep. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so what's the reason? To, so, I think this is great. Just as we're, we're half a minute left, as I'm going into Lent this year, don't view it as a sort of a one and done. This is right. like a stepping stone. Yeah. I, I, I want to draw closer to wherever I'm at with mm-hmm. the Lord now. I want to draw closer, and then when Easter comes, I want to continue to draw closer. Yes. That makes sense. Yes, I love it. Do you have any words it. of wisdom in five seconds, Robin? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I can think of on the spot. <laughs> Rob, this has been great. Thanks so much for being here today. You're welcome.
Folks, that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Ignition. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org with any thoughts, questions, or ideas for future episodes. Until next time, may God bless you.